The podcast which you are about to hear is politically incorrect and offensive. The opinions expressed by the three assholes recording it are done so solely for comedy purposes. Listener discretion is advised. This is the Whiskey Reel. Four and three and two and one. No reason, no conscience, no understanding, and even the most rudimentary sense of good or evil. If what you say is true, the Shaolin and the Wu-Tang could be dangerous. Your mother sucks big fucking elephant dicks. Got that? Come on now, dog. You know I give you the mad, fat, superfly, stupid, dope, dumbass, retarded, bomb shit props. Take a big step back and literally fuck your own face! Sean Moe at the Himalayan Buffet. Imagine, I just want you to walk through the steps. Like, he gets there. I feel like he and I would probably approach that the same way. Really? <laughs> yeah. I guess you guys would smash a roo, huh? Oh, dude. Just I piles. Smash that shit. Have you been to... The best time to go to this place. Have you been to Mongolian Yeah. by Walmart? Yes. Okay. But for lunch? Yes. Where you get to build your own? Where you just... Dream? I want three pounds of meat <laughs> with five strips get, of fucking But you only get one. Bamboo. You only get one trip. <coughs> so you have to build. Crush it. The fat kid Jenga. Oh my God. Where you have every veg, every, every veg. sauce. I want everything. And like, you like balance a jalapeno on the do, top. Do they still do that? Yeah. It is fire, dude. Fire. Come on, man. Come it, on. It is. You got your ginger sauce. You got your fucking sweet sake sauce. Yeah. Like mirin. You got. <laughs> My one trip through the hibachi or whatever they call it. Uh, it's the Mongolian like, grill. It's uh, amazing. I want one of those in my house. Also, if you order <laughs> off the menu from Mongolian Not grill, bad. they probably have like the best Chinese food in town. Easily. That's the only Chinese food I have. Yeah. Because Maypal. Not great. No, thanks. China Cafe? Nah. No. I'm, I'm good. I, that's more Panda Express. It is. It like, is. Yes. Dude, but Mongolian, Mongolian Grill is, is correct. Eh, it's pretty fire. It's dude. worth the extra DoorDash effort for yes. Mongolian because it's, so, it's further out of town. It's like, well, I just ordered $60 for me. <laughs> for me. Like, <laughs> tip, travel, DoorDash, 20 Don't get me wrong. I will eat that for breakfast. The next day, hundred percent. Well, you know what I mean. Like dude, it, it, it's like three meals. It's fucking amazing. If dude. you go all out, there's gen, their general sows. Fire. You Fire. know what I'm talking about, it's right? It's the best. It's the best. It's the best. Suck my dick. It's like candy chicken. Uh, well, yeah. It's should not have that much sugar in it. <laughs> no, it is chicken candy. Dude, and like, it is we, amazing. How can we make this fried chicken better? There was a Let's place. Let's put some fucking white just, wine and sugar. Just coat all it. over it. Just coat it. Ah, all over it. Drop it in the drop it in the deep fryer. Let's go. Away we go. Let's go. There was a place in Seattle or off Queen Anne, but it was in that Queen Anne district called Shinwa Cafe, and my brother and I used to go to that place for the fucking General So chicken because it was like. It was like crispy on the outside, uh, but like caramelized crispy. Yeah, you know what dude. I mean. Like you could like tap it with Watt your crisp. fork. Yeah, like real Watt crisp. And, and dude, that shit was so yeah, dude. It's not fair. Amazing. It hits every fat kid sense oh, in your brain. It's yeah. sweet. 
it's crunchy, it's salty, yeah. it's fatty. It just it's like fires. Dude, it just your, fires off. The neuron fat oh. kid brain. Yeah. Yeah, where you're literally kind of in ecstasy for a moment. I'm connecting neurons that I never knew <laughs> I had. <laughs> Neuropathways like, are opening up. That's food. <laughs> if you break up with a girl or a guy, oh, no judgment. None. If you break up with somebody, a significant other, right after you break up, you go and eat that. Yeah. I guarantee you. Yeah. 20 percent better you're, you're fine you're gonna be at least not wanting to fucking listen to jeff buckley and do heroin you're still gonna be sad yeah but you're not gonna want to buckley with heroin but you're gonna be kind of in that like um <laughs> yeah. euphoric zone yeah of food eating. euphoria yeah food euphoria anything to stop you from buying jim beam on purpose i've and done, i've done that. you know i know you I've, done I've done it too I've done that. we're bad people yeah um <laughs> Do you know who are also bad people? Who? Um, it seems there's been a weird sea change. And we talked about this last week. We know what's happening with fucker Narlson and and Steven Cruder, I think his name is, Baduder. And uh, we talked about all those guys. And they're not doing any better this week. It feels to me like the 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 media on the right is having a comeuppance. Right. Fox News is down, like, they went from 3 million viewers for a program down to 1.3, which in the media world is not good. Like, you can't take a drop like that. Uh, your sponsors pull, it's really bad for the company. So, and, and, and rightfully so. These people lied to their viewers, and they're supposed to be journalists, and we all know they're not. Um, famously, uh, they they... Hannity was going to go on trial for something that happened years ago. And they said, well, he's an entertainer. He's not a journalist. And this is a a through line for the right. And I'm not excluding the left, but let's be honest. There's not a tremendous amount of uh, crowd raising propaganda coming from the left to go destroy things or hurt people. It just isn't happening. No. I mean, you have your Maddows that are obviously very, very left slanted but they're not they're not doing calls to arm to but, hurt people or to do anything yes. to hurt people exactly yeah yeah whether or not you agree they're not with calling the, for insurrection or just saying that every time you turn on and i do the yeoman's work guys i will watch the bad stuff Ugh. for you That's, and what i will say you. you're welcome and what i will say is everything that is if if i solely watched that media um, by virtue of Fox or Newsmax or or Steve Bannon or I would be in fear for my life because what I'm told is trans people are out to rape and kidnap my kids and that the left is here to destroy everything Christian and everything we know about America. They're coming after you. Brown people are going to kill you. Um, it, it, it is... It is it is a plethora of fear. It is just fear, dopamine. It is plugged right into your veins, and all you can do is watch something like that gets and get angry and get scared. That's it. That's it. That's the that's the general so's chicken of the Republican Party. It is. It's just fear and frightening violence. That's but it. But dude, don't you think it's weird that like you know damn well 
that like most people in this country have never had a fucking problem with anyone from the trans community. For the Dude, most, most, part, most people in this country haven't met a trans person. Yeah, most. I'm, I'm just saying we live in a progressive town. Yeah, but go to fucking go to Dubuque, Iowa. I know there's not a trans person Dubuque, and even here I know like two. I know probably eight. You know what I mean? But but those are but those aren't full time trans. Those are drag performers. They don't live. Well, yeah, and so, I and, and yo, no, I know that. So I know that cast of characters. Now, for now sure. you know. Now now. I mean, just because you go to a drag show doesn't mean you're going to a trans show. No. This is the problem. Play, you know, um, media outlets like Fox and, and Newsmax and Bannon and Stephen Chowder and all these fucking assholes want you to believe that it's all the same. It's all grouped into the same thing. Just like all brown people are grouped in the same thing. Just like all poor people are grouped in the same thing. Unless you're white. And then you've been, somebody's taken their job. Obviously, because you're white, so you should be doing better. Um, but we talked last week about uh, Fucker Nelson's firing, and it was like, oh, it was this agreed upon thing, and right. they're going to say that. Uh, he obviously got fired. He did get a lot of money on his way out, which, no surprise there. Man never needs to work again in his life, but he's too much of a narcissist. Of course he's going to do something else. I thought he would go... Uh, the route of Alex Jones, which is just make your own website, make your own network, get like Patreon money and subscriber money. You don't even need viewership. And he'd probably make more money than he did at Fox. Guaranteed. Yeah, right. Right. And then he can say anything he wanted to yep. because he can, it's the internet. It's not a, a news channel where he's liable to things like that. So that's my, and then the reason why you thought he, it's like, the Fox board, the day before the trial, got wind of this text. Yeah. This magical text. Tell me about it. Oh, oh. this text. <laughs> so, what he said in the text was, and then we're going to put some context behind this. What he said in the text was, and I'm not going to go verbatim because, quite frankly, it's a little mishmashy. It was... A group of guys, and mind you, this is a text. This isn't a conversation, so it, it, the context is weird. But he said, basically, a bunch of people beat up this Antifa kid. Yeah. There were three or more of them surrounding him, beating the shit out of him. Um, and I thought that was really dishonorable because that's not how white people fight. Ooh. Okay. Sounds Go bad. Go on. Sounds bad. <laughs> right? Sounds bad. Um, it's an ugly. Statement. He went on to say they were beating him, and I, I wanted them. Uh, verbatim. I'm not saying verbatim. I'm, I'm, I'm paraphrasing because I, I, I don't. The quote itself doesn't really matter. It's right. the intention, and the intention was a bunch of people around this kid. I was tasting the fact that they were going to kill him, and then, uh, right, like I, I'm seeing these guys beat him, and I tasted it. I yeah. wanted him to die. Yeah. Literally, yeah. that's what he said. Yep. And then it ended. And then what I found out today was there's more to that context of that conversation. Listen, you guys know me. What he said in and of itself is indefensible. <laughs> Dude, you don't get much more racist than what he just yeah, said. It's, it's ridiculous. It's gross. And by the way, if you've lived in any major city in, in America... 
white guys can jump you as fast as black guys can. Hundred let me just, fucking percent. Let me just tell you, from I've been there. Personal experience. Yes. Yeah, you've been there. I've been. I've there. been jumped by white um, dudes. Yeah, and I've they, been jumped by white dudes in Durango, Colorado. Yeah, you have. You 100%. actually have. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't the black kids. No. Wasn't the native kids. No. Wasn't the Mexican kids. It was some business owning white kids yeah. in this fucking town. Tough guys. Yeah. Um. Anywho. Anywho. Um. And then went on to say, uh, kind of this thing of I don't know what's happening. He, he, he didn't walk it back in the text. He was saying he was more questioning himself, which was literally kind of surprising because he was so forceful with the white uh, privilege, white endangerment replacement theory, sort of. Um, whites are better than blacks and whites are better than brown people. We don't fight like that because you guys all duel in vests and do 15 paces and turn around and shoot. Because that's how white people fight. Um, they don't Definitely. fight dirty ever. Definitely. Um, but but he kind of, this is why I, I wanted to bring it up because I don't, I, I don't, you guys know me. I don't, I'm not a big fan of the right. I, I don't give them a lot of leniency. I don't give them a lot of leeway. I think they're bad people. At this point, it's bad versus good for me. Um, I don't see a lot of nuance in what people are trying to do. Um, they're clearly going after marginalized people, and they're doing it with all of their chest, like legislatively, all of their chest. So it's even for me to see that Tucker Carlson, after that, had some weird little like walk back moments when he was texting. He was like, well, I don't know. And I'm not sure. And like, I don't, I, I, I kind of like, I hate to say this Damn. sort of thing. And it wasn't on air. So when you say, I don't, I don't, cause Tucker Carlson's big thing was asking, I'm just asking questions. What if Bill yeah. Clinton fucked three year olds? I, I, I don't know. He did. I'm just asking questions. Yeah. He made that popularized. That was Tucker Carlson's gig where he would just, quote-unquote, ask questions with no subsequent... Um, it's just postulation. Like. It's postulation. But it's postulation in front of two, three million people. Of course. So what an amazing thing to rile it And up. honestly, what it is, it's inception. Yeah. You're incepting people's brains... Dude, listen. ...with these thoughts, and then like, let it... Like, you're germinating their brains. Dude, you're planting seeds everywhere. You're exactly right. What if you said... To your six-year-old, which, by the way, Fox viewers, <sighs> convince me otherwise. <laughs> what if you said to your six-year-old, hey, sweetie, what if daddy and mommy just killed you right now? I'm not saying we would, but what if we did? But how would that make how you How would feel? that make you feel? <laughs> this is what you're doing to vulnerable, stupid people, Yeah. right? We've said it a million times on the program. Trump loves his uneducated people. He's literally said that. I love my uneducated people. Why do you think he does? And what do you, what do you, what do you think their demographic is? Who we're Fox? talking like Mimas and Peepaws. 60, 61 It's Mimas and like Peepaws. 67. It's Gam Gam and Papa. I think is their median fucking age range. And this was my whole thing like we talked about this a few weeks ago. In 20 years from now, they're hopefully, susceptible. I'm hopefully sorry. we'll be alive. Might not be. Yeah. Life's a funny game. I'm not playing that um, game. <laughs> ain't playing. I ain't take. I didn't book a cruise in 2043. <laughs> put it that way. Um, but but like that generation's going to die. 
And I don't see a new generation supplanting them. I don't see like my daughter's generation, the Zoomer generation is yeah. not is not going to supplant the racist bigotry that's going on in the older generation right but now. But they'll still think, be there. Yeah, I was gonna say, don't you think that'll be regional and um well mostly regional? Like like Thank people you. Demographical and regional, geographical. Yeah. Yeah. So, so do you. I mean, red staters are going to breed fucking other red staters. So, do you. So, then you're, you're, you're reclamated, you're, you're reclamated to these states that have zero personal rights by virtue of abortion and medicine and care and gender affirming care. You have. So, what you're doing, what you're creating is isolation within states, which is the whole Marjorie tailored neck thing which is why don't we divorce the fucking you know the constitution divorce america you're creating states that are so secular and so poor and badly educated and poor health it feels like you're 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 almost like um quarantining the right to these really bad concentration camps of their own design I mean, I guess the flip side of the we live in Colorado and we have a district that we live in where we're represented by Lauren Boebert, who is high school dropout out of her fucking mind. High school dropout. Right wing, dumb. Never shit. finished high school. No, 100 percent. Not that that's a bad thing for people. It's but for a congressperson. I think there should be some qualification. Well, and not only that, I just think there should be qualification for when you get to talk down to people, which she does every opportunity constantly. And don't talk down to me, Lauren, because I'm smarter than you. Yeah, uh, but she is hundred percent. She is enclaved in the state of Colorado, like she's a red dot in a in the state middle of that is blue. pretty blue. Right? Very. Blue. I mean, because we've. You know, for whatever reasons. I mean, we gerrymandered this district. Like, like 100%. How the fuck we're in the same district as Pueblo or fucking... It's highly questionable. Anything that, eastern of Denver yeah. is preposterous. Very, very sussy. It's super fucking sus. Yeah. But we have her. Yep. And she is enclaved in our blue state. Yeah. I mean... She I, won't be 24. Don't you think it would be argued that Fresh Col- is going to own her soul? No, I think Adam one is more gonna, year. I think Adam will guarantee. And I don't time. necessarily think he's a great guy. I don't know him, but, but he like, can read a book. Yeah, he's still a fucking. He's still a, a fucking. He's still a very right leaning, pro business, pro corporate. Yeah. yeah, like he's not my guy. But my my point being, yeah. my point being that yes, sorry, we're talking about cultural and demographical like enclaving mm-hmm. of these voting populaces, right? And we we why do we have to fucking deal with Lauren Boebert, right? And I'm sure in the red state somewhere there's like these little enclaves of like if you go to Nashville, go to Atlanta, go to Georgia. Georgia is a perfect perfect example. example. Of like yeah, they're like these blue districts that carry right because that's where the people live. <laughs> Shocker! <laughs> it's weird they call them democratic cities, but it's just where all the people it's just where live. all the people are. Like literally, <laughs> yeah. It's funny how they're able to do. Oh, I got to bring this up. I know we went, ran long on Tucker, but I got to bring. No, up. we're good. We're good. Oh, we are okay. There's two more things I want to bring up. I'll do the bad thing, and then I'm going to do the funny thing last because. Let's end it on an up. 
right? That's what you're supposed to do with the conversation. Yeah. You hit them with the bad stuff, and you end on, you end yeah. on the uh, the old incline, the emotional incline. I like it. Um, there was a gentleman that got. Um, it's a really and when details come out, we may talk about this more. It was just very interesting to me because we are now seeing um, there's like standard ground laws and you know self defense laws and listen until you get into a scenario, I I I I will not judge one way or the other. What I will say is this: Let me ask you a question, Bobby. Please. Before I tell you about this story, you're at a supermarket. Okay, you're with your daughter, right? With a 12-year-old daughter. Okay. Um, there's a guy in the supermarket that is acting erratic. He's he's okay. He's yelling at people. He's throwing things. Not like towards me, but just like in general. Just being. He's clearly. He's being a problem. He's clearly unwell. Okay. Okay. Um, you're stuck in a confined space. You can't leave this. Let me even put this more distinctly. You're in a subway. You're on a car that's moving. Sure. There is a gentleman. You're with somebody that you feel necessarily responsible for. And this isn't necessarily the story. I just want to put no, your no, brain in the context. I'm following. I'm tracking. You're with your child. You're with your loved one. You're with your gam gam. You're with whoever you're with. And there's a gentleman on the same car as you, and he's acting really, really erratic. He's not hurting anybody, but he's acting very, very erratic. Okay. He's clearly unwell, um, which we've all seen, right? You've all seen that somebody's clearly unwell. You're not going to have a conversation. You're not going to talk that person down. All you can do is just hope to create distance between that person. 100%. Hopefully somebody comes to help that person, right? Um, it. Imagine that then... You're in a car. Everybody's feeling fairly unsafe because somebody like that can do anything. We've been there, right? I've seen homeless dudes go yeah. from complete still and jump up and go after somebody. Yeah. I, I've seen – if you've been in a major city long yeah. enough, you've I've seen it all by sure. virtue of mental illness, unfortunately, because okay. we don't care about our mentally ill in this country. That's a whole different conversation. I'm tracking with um, you. You somebody comes up because a person's acting so erratic, somebody feels threatened, right? Puts them in a chokehold, brings them down because okay. they feel threatened, yeah, right? Other people assist on putting that person down, yeah. That person is still in a chokehold, okay. That person dies, okay. Where are we at? <sighs> well, we this is not. Easy. No, obviously. it's not easy. We're at a situation where we have uh, we have manslaughter laws, and that's just the way it is. So this is a homicide. Well, it's not a homicide. I mean, I mean, I get. Well, mm-hmm. see, that's interesting. It is a homicide. Yeah, yeah. I mean, technically, you put hands on somebody and you kill them. Could I? Ba- um, could I? Back but up? manslaughter is the. Uh, Protective coding of murder, murder. So there's murder and then there's manslaughter, right? Unintentional Man- murder. There's involuntary manslaughter, voluntary manslaughter, sure. and then there's murder. Yeah. Murder two, wow. murder three, yeah. murder one. My question to you is this: Take that scenario. Let's put it aside. Let's shift columns. Yeah. Right. Open up a new tab, and let's say you got in an argument with somebody who was acting irrational at a bar. Yeah. Right. And that person was clearly unwell. 
and you felt threatened. So without provocation, because you legitimately felt threatened, like you thought I'm in danger, you hit that guy. Yep. And that guy went down. Yep. Right? And then after he went down, you stood over him and hit him so many times that he died. Is there a difference between that, which feels so much more violent and, and, and easily, um, you could be easily critical of a guy that stands over somebody and punches somebody to death over somebody who puts somebody in a chokehold and kills them. I've definitely been in a bar and punched somebody because I felt like some, it it was you or him. Like something. Right. This is We've happening. all been there. This is happening. And I'm going to shoot my shot first. Yeah. Before, because yeah, yeah. I know this is happening. Because you're coming at me. Listen, we, and any, nothing any, rational any is happening right now. Any grown man has been in that situation. Yeah. Nothing right. rational is going to happen from here on. So I need the to here stop. Here I need to stop this now. Yes. I have definitely been in that situation. Have you stood over No, I've never stood over him punched and him beat to them death. to death. No. Okay. No. We, no, obviously. Do you equate that with being behind somebody putting him in a chokehold? so long and so hard that they die. That's interesting, man, because I've, as you know, like, I've done that. I've, like, trained in chokeholds, and I've fucking, mm-hmm. I know how to do that. Let's say you were a Marine. You know what I mean? But, like, man, there is always, when you do that, when you put someone in that scenario, there is a chance you're going to kill that person. That is Always a fucking risk. Do you think that person... Now, it's a minimal risk. Okay. But it is... That is that is part of the agreement when you choke somebody out that that person might not wake up. That okay. is part of the social contract. Okay. Part of that social contract, you're talking within the... Um, almost like agreed upon combat social yes. contract. Now, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about a non-social contract. When it's you've just, taken upon yourself to immobilize somebody right. via a chokehold, at, at, at the point where you kill that person, are you? do you believe that you are justifiably charged with some degree of homicide? I think that you are justifiably under scrutiny for the, in that moment. Under 100%. scrutiny. You're Do you think there's any situation where if you have somebody incapacitated with the chokehold, you can kill them? Yeah. R- really? In in how? Oh, like like like, am I justified in killing them? Yeah. No. So you should have some. No, moderate, no, no, no. Yeah, you yeah. Have I want to be really clear of about control. that. Of course, I have a measure of control. Okay. And if I kill somebody from a chokehold, there is a in a in a street situation. I'm talking talk about yeah. like. Combat. What I'm saying is, combat. there is a chance when I go for a chokehold on somebody. Yes, that person does have a chance to. Of course, right. That person can die. But I think but, you're, I th- I think you're gilding the lily a little bit. Okay. I'm not talking about it in a sense of some sort of agreed upon gentlemanly thing. No. If you were taking somebody down that didn't ask to be taken down or agree to be taken down. No, you're defending because you yourself. Feel th- no, you feel threatened. Okay. You are not defending yourself. You feel threatened. Okay. You, nobody hit you. Nobody okay. pushed you. Okay. But you take somebody down because you feel if you don't, something bad's going to happen. And I'm not saying that's a bad thing. But at that point, okay, 
I see what you're saying. Yeah. Is you're, it okay? You're, you're in a social situation yes. where... where This person's acting crazy and can hurt somebody. Everyone's uncomfortable. And there we you go. take the onus... There we go. ...to fucking there handle we go. the situation. Okay. I see what you're saying. Is it... There's got to be, hopefully, some sort of minimal... If you feel in that moment right. that you're justified... I'm going to intercede and I'm going to save everybody. Then there's sure. got there's got to be some level of but here's how far I'm going to go. There's control. Yes. And that's why I brought up standing over somebody after they've been knocked out and punching them to death. Yeah. Cuz once that person's incapacitated, I don't need to do this anymore. Well, yeah. But if you're seeing red, yeah, but I mean, I've been in those situations. I know, man. but you never I know beat anybody to, to death. I know when to stop. Everybody does. But yeah. somebody in New York got chokehold to death by a 23-year-old Marine. Yeah. Because he thought he was helping, but he couldn't stop. Right. Fuck. And I'm yeah. not trying to sit here and blame. No, no, no. I'm but just I, saying, I see where we're going with I'm the conversation. Just saying, I, I, I mean, I'm just saying that uh, I, this is all... Th- Look, there's protests right now in New York because it was a it was a white marine with a black guy and he had mental issues and he was a street performer and he had had previous uh, contacts with the police for mental issues. This feels like a, a victim of the system. Well, now, he needed help. He said he needed help. Yeah, um, it's unfortunate. and probably a, a victim of circumstance. I mean. I, I'm just saying. I certainly don't know anything about the marine it was, it was that did this. Cons- it was considered a homicide. Yeah, because the me—that's how he has to do it. Yeah. It was somebody yeah. killing somebody. That's right. a homicide. No, you have to deal with it so in that way. Is yeah. there a charge? Is whatever? I'm not saying it's easy, but it's something really interesting to think about as people. God, it really is. Should we have control of ourselves? And I think we should. I think if I punch somebody and they hit the back of their head on a wall on the way down and they're immobilized, I don't think I need to fucking punch that guy anymore. And it felt like with this, he kept hanging on. And maybe because he was moving, but he was probably moving because he couldn't breathe. Yeah. Fuck. I know. That's. And I'm not going to. No. I don't want judgment on either side. I'm not going to say anything. It's a fucking horrible situation. Almost someone it's died. Horrible. Someone died. Yeah, horrible. Somebody yeah. with mental illness. And by the way, that should have been helped. Let's be clear. As exalted as this young Marine might have felt in that moment, he's going to have to deal with the fact that he killed somebody. Which I guess for a Marine, you're trained to kind of you are but feel okay also, about like, that. There has to be something different about being on a fucking public transit system. You're a civilian, and you're a civilian, yeah. and then you kill somebody like, i don't know man i'm not saying it, it, the, it, there's not enough information out yet all we know is what a it, fucking horrible situation it's just bad dude yeah. I, and i don't want to i don't fall on one side or the other i can see why people are protesting because the kid walked free and there's already people on the right hailing him a hero and this is what we we're talking about that's the actual issue. This is what we're talking That's about. The actual He's issue. neither a hero like, nor. Why are we lionizing someone just because you don't? I'm, you have no I'm, idea what happened. You have no he idea. Choked, what happened. He choked out and killed the black dude on the subway. That's all you know. 
that's all you know, and you're going to call him a fucking hero because yeah. you're horrible fucking people. Yeah, all that's right. fucking... I'm going to end on the good stuff. No, and, and that's... A, it's, it's, there's nowhere to go with it. There is nowhere to go with it. It's just shitty. And I guarantee you that kid's going to think about that for the rest of his life. Regardless you, of whether or not he considers himself a hero, listen, they're going to turn him into some fucking written house. That's crazy. I would, I would. Who I would, knows what this situation I know, was? I, I what it is he, is a tragedy. It's a fucking tragedy. It's a tragedy. But it's an somebody. Avoid, it's killed. an avoidable tragedy. Period. It's an avoidable tragedy. I will buy it. Yeah. I'm somebody slipping off a cliff and falling and dying is a tr- real tragedy. This seems there's decisions made, and I'm not calling anybody a victim or a non-victim or whatever. But no, but I appreciate you bringing that up. I think I, I think I And you kind of put me it, on the... Yeah. You put me I on wanted the to hear. I wanted yeah. to hear what you would think because yeah. you're like most people. Where you're like, I'll defend myself, but when is it enough? And when yeah. is it not? And, and when am I actually defending myself? That's I the thing. I don't know. You know what I mean? And we don't like, know. When am I actually defending Have myself? any of you assholes been in a fight? Because the last time I, I checked... Because I can tell you this. From a legal standpoint... What I've always understood my entire life is like I'm defending myself when someone put their puts their fucking hands on me. But that's not always the case now. You know what now I mean? Now they're staying your ground. Now there's yeah. it's different. Yeah, it's different. I mean, that's that's the we're way in a I was weird spot, up. my dude. Yep. Can I? Someone end on a takes thing? a pot shot at me. That's different. You're defending yourself, I'm but you can't myself. kill that guy because he punched you. Nope. That's what I'm talking about. Not. Even if he did punch you, you can't beat him to death. Or can I? I mean, you can, but you got to fucking deal with the consequences. Yeah, I know. Um, Jesus. Let's end on a good note. Yeah, let's get happy for okay. a second. Um, Steven Crowder, who's such an amazing man. Um, as you guys well know, he's so cool. He wears a holster when he does his prod- podcast, but with no gun. And that he's... <laughs> He wears like really tight shirts and he got pecking plants because he feels very subconscious uh, or like very, uh, con- you know, feels very bad about his concave chest after working out so hard. <laughs> and, you know, I'm going to go get my chest implants. He looks great. He looks so good. Um, I'm going to get my peck implants while my uh, wife is giving birth. So I can't make it. Um, really good guy, just all around from what you hear. Now we hear that he puts his dick on the shoulders of his employees as a joke. <laughs> he just seems like a good guy. Um, Pretty stand-up dude. This is a man whose career is going to go in the toilet in T-minus. Do you guys want to start counting? Because I do. Oh, it's This tough. is a piece of shit who will eventually lose everything as he should he's a washed up comic from la who is fucking bad at everything he does he jumps and tries to question college kids change my mind and uh, one of the best memes i saw was my wife left me change her mind and he was sitting at the booth pretty chill yeah um he was smart enough after losing uh dave landau who was his comic like uh jackie martling of howard stern he was like the real comic of the bunch that could come up with bits and stuff. After losing him due to um, only could be considered a a, a a literal slave contract. Like, you can't leave town without me knowing. You can't do extracurricular gigs. He had a button that had a light that would tell him to shut up when he wanted to talk. 
this is the most narcissistic, soft little soft boy with his soft concave chest. I guess he can't do push-ups. I I, I don't know what his problem is, but he's very soft. He thought it would be a good idea to hire somebody Bobby knows very well. Bobby loves this guy. It's one of his favorite comedians. Um, works work has worked with one of the better comedians in the last ten years, Brendan Schaub. His name is Brian Callen. <laughs> so Crowder, after losing his quote unquote comic talent, went out and hired Brian Callen as his sidekick. His comedy sidekick. Really? Um, so Brian Callen is now on the Steven Crowder I, Mug Club Hour. I don't know what they call it. Um, so Callen is there now, um, which is great. Which is great because it fits within the whole Rogan sphere. Um, well, not only that, awesome. dude, you have to talk about who Brian Callen is. I mean, this is a guy that... The is, guy coming off of sexual harassment charges. I mean, and like, not chill. sexual harassment necessarily, but like sexual assault. Oh, but did that go to any sort of indictment? I, I, I haven't heard anything like, but that's the, those are the accusations. Like this guy's a bad dude. He probably, he might be. And we have nothing to say otherwise than he might be. We don't know. We He's, we, he's definitely anti-woke. We, we all are bad dudes <laughs> in a way, right? Until I'm not, we aren't. I, I've never been indicted for anything right. in my entire life. And maybe I just didn't get caught. Suck it, nerds. But what I'm saying is... I break the law every day. Every day. Brian Callen is a uh, mediocre, washed-up comedian. Um, He wasn't particularly funny, but he was always always aired in that group of Rogan and Schaub and D'Elia and Vaughn. He always aired on the side of being at least... to be fair. At least politically and intellectually read. Like, yeah. he knew where Palestine was. He knows where things are. Like, he's yeah. not a fucking abject dude bro, meathead. And he was funny HGH. on the Goldbergs. Like, he was... Yeah, he had he's, moments. He's not an untalented he's human He's not, being. and I would never say that he wasn't. Yeah. He isn't a bad comic. I mean, he's not Brendan Schaub. No, Let's be honest. Not. He is not. Nor is anybody. That being said, he is on... Uh, the Crowder Chowder Show, Crowder Chowder Hour, Hour, and the first bit coming out was, "What is the top seven things that liberals say when they have sex?" <sighs> and he made Callen read them all. Yikes! So he goes, "Number seven, I don't know. Just tell me when it's rape." Wow. He. Put a saddle on Callan and rode him <laughs> into the sunset yeah. where his career is going to go. Yeah. He took that contract thinking he was making an upward move, even though his career's dead. Let's be honest. I mean, the guy's a mid-rate whatever. And that's fine. I'm not like saying he's like a bad guy. But your career comes at fucking pauses and bleeps and blops and plateaus and shit happens. Write a new special, write some new material, let's go. Like, I'm not a comedian, I don't have to deal with that shit. But you guys are so fucking hungry for fame. Wow. Uh, Fighter and the Kid was like the hottest podcast for two years and obviously fell off a cliff due to Callan's indictment and Shaw being 
literally the worst subject of C CTE I've ever seen in my life and being one of the most unfunny people I've ever seen in my life. Right. That podcast imploded along with Dalil, along with this, along with that. Everybody started separating because it became obvious that they're all pieces of shit. And now Callan's struggling. Crowder throws him a fucking life raft. And now he's his little girl yeah. that he'll make say whatever he wants. Uh, so good for Steven Crowder. He's still doing the yeoman's work. Right. He's doing the people's work. God bless him. God bless your peck implants. Guys, we're going to take a quick break. Sorry. When we come back. This ran like eight hours long. We're going to talk about a little booze that we're drinking, which is lovely. It's fucking good. Too. It is so fucking sorry, good. We went, we went. I can't wait to fucking talk about this booze. I know. I'm sorry. We went, so we went long, guys. Nah, don't apologize. Blame it's that fine. on your Uncle Aaron. It's fine. Um, we'll be back in, well, for you, it's going to be 30 seconds. For us, it's going to be a shake seven to eight minutes of a lamb's tail. Yeah. I'm going to go 1099. You know what that means. Yeah, baby. guys can reach out to the whiskey reel at 9704235344 crippling corporate greed <laughs> 970426 <laughs> you guys send us a text um i do have a text yeah hold on i got to bring it up talk God to damn me it. i totally talk forgot to about me. this Talk to me. Brother. So we had a controversy last Ooh, week. A controversy? A controversy. Yeah. Um, with our good friend of the podcast, Mr. Brian Erickson. Oh, shit, I didn't Brian. recognize his phone number. Um, <laughs> that, was, but, <laughs> that was from last week. No, the, it was. But he wanted to uh, make sure that we knew who the fuck was uh, All right. talking to us. Let's go. So Brian sends me a text, and after our conversation last he's week. like fuck you bobby yeah kind of, kind of. <laughs> that's pretty typical he said you can't rule out jimmy buffett for summer music you just can't <sighs> after mentioning especially after mentioning katrina and the waves boat drinks and trop rock our epic summer jams. Good day was a deep dive for a summer song, but solid. Pina colada for sure. Nelly gets the mention for country, but no country grammar. Or no, <laughs> I, I know, I know. We love Brian. We love Brian. I love his thoughts too, because I do like, too. I, you know, we get very secular. And we do in a bubble, and he says 
bro, we need some of that funky late 90s, early 2000s summer rap hip-hop music there to round it out, at least for my generation, <laughs> thinking high school pool party type of stuff, oh, regardless no. of the quality. Here we go. Brian from Margaritaville. <laughs> okay. Hey, listen. I, I, I know there's a lot of parrot heads in the world, okay? And I know that's a vibe. It's a vibe. It's not like I love the music and I'm... It's more of a vibe, right? It's it's it's, it's communal. It's very communal. The, I, I associate parrot heads with deadheads. Yeah. Where... We just it's, get together it's to more about, enjoy the thing we love. Totally. It's more about the vibe than it is about anything else. Yeah. If you want to go sell grilled cheese sandwiches at the show so that you got enough money in your van your minivan, your microvan to go to the next show, then, dude, that's what it's all about, man. We get it. We get it. We just don't... we just yeah. don't want to talk about I'm it. I'm just saying that I don't want to talk about Jimmy Buffett. We're as- we've talked about Jimmy Buffett as a fucking society mm. ad nauseum By the for way, 40 years. I think we get it. For as colloquial as Jimmy Buffett is, like this little, <laughs> this little, he's just sitting on a beach drinking a Mai Tai guy. He is a corporate whore. Of course. And I don't, hey, get your money as, as you know. As fucking KGB on fucking rounders. Said, give that man his give money. Give that man his money. <laughs> Which is the worst Russian accent ever. The worst by Russian anybody. accent of all. Uh, but give that man his bag, dude. You get your bag, Jimmy. Yeah, I'm, I'm happy for you. You want to have a margarita? And by the bill? way, when it, it comes to summertime by Will Smith or Miami, I get it. Let's go. Those are summer jams. Bangers. We get that. That's why we didn't necessarily have to bring it up because we all get it i'm it's in the title you know (laughs) you know what i mean so we were just brian we love you thank you so much i I totally i totally understand what you're saying but we didn't include that just because eh, we get it we we know that fucking will smith wrote a song about summer and and we know that jimmy buffett is okay if i see a sun rattled 50-year-old woman that looks like she's hanging purses off of her skin. Sure. Because she's so beat up and has a literal pinata parrot head on her head. Just a And she's dancing around and she wants to be everybody's friend. I love that woman. Sure. I love that woman. Her name is probably Gail. I'm going to go Gail. <laughs> okay. Okay. I like Gail. She's probably a human resource director for a bank. Sure. And she's just out parrot heading it. Yeah. She's getting her fucking, you know, she's that's getting she, her grain out of my hand. That's how Gail gets her fucking She groove nips back. grain out of my she's hand. Getting that groove like back. Like a proper parrot. Just rocking some Miami you know what I'm by saying? fucking Will let's, Smith. Let's go, dude. I love uh, it. <laughs> <laughs> no, but what we're saying is we were trying to look for like less low-hanging fruit kind of stuff. Yeah, we didn't we want like were... true stuff. We wanted stuff that puts it in the vibe. Yeah. Opposed to being like uh, like obvious summers. Stuff. So like that's why we would go with like Bananarama over fucking Will Smith because it's like, well, Bananarama just feels like summer. It's a summertime for the kids. Yeah. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Um, 
fucking Perrier. Speaking of fucking summertime. Yeah, brother. You guys, we are drinking booze. We, we have a tendency to you talk about You want to talk about, about parrot heads, dude? Hey, you just sent that text? Listen to this. This is true, parrot Bro, head did alcohol. I br- did I bring it? You fired it. You fired a cannon that cannot be unheard. This cannot be unheard. No. I bought. And I, I have a weird feeling about this. Okay. I think... This is the last bottle. I, it's not true, but of there's six billion people on the planet. I understand that, dude. <laughs> but you have the last bottle. First of all, <laughs> we did go to our good friends at Wagon Wheel. Thank you very much. We Wagon picked up some mixers. Yeah, man. Today, some um, beerses. But I was in a weird location today doing some other business and I stopped in at another liquor store here in Durango, Colorado and it is a liquor store that tends to have older bottles on their shelf. It's also a BDSM shop. It is. Yeah. It's really weird. <laughs> it's a weird place. It's a weird place. Um, so I picked up a bottle of Plantation um, Barbados Rum. Barbados! The cool thing about this, this, was, this came out as a limited edition Five years ago. Yep. I remember when this bottle hit our shelves at El Moro five years ago because we used it for our Tiki Week um, kind of thing. And I don't think I've ever actually tried this. uh, Like straight. Just straight. Just have I ever had a sip of the Barbados Plantation five-year. Holy shit, Aaron. What? Did you get out of this when you first tried it? Because um, we've had a few aged drums on this program. I'm, I'm a big fan of Plantation. Um, Bobby loves the pineapple for mixing. The XO is... Um, Immaculate? My favorite rum on the planet. Maybe perfect? Perfect rum. Um, almost scotchy in its complexity, the XO. Plantation, when you see Plantation rum... And I know rum is kind of weird, man. And I know you guys out there, you don't it's a pick tough up, sell. You don't pick up a bottle of rum for a Friday evening with your gal and just. And uh, if you do, you're probably getting like a bottle of Bacardi because you're gonna make some. And you're getting a finger in your butt. The, yeah, yeah, more than likely. Rum, yeah, puts fingers in your butt. Yep. I I wish that would be like Bacardi. Fingers crossed. We put fingers in your butt. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. Don't cross the finger. <laughs> it hurts. Um, the rum is weird. I know it's not everybody's cup of tea, obviously, but rum is so fun and it's so complex and it's so much more than shitty synthetic Bacardi that you mix with rum. By the way, I heard a story. A friend of mine went on Tinder for her first time. She's in her late 30s, you know, coming out of a relationship. I, I cringed when she said Tinder. I matched with um, her. Because it's a small town. And um, I told her, don't ever swipe on anybody. Um, delete it immediately, which is the right thing to do. And she went on a Tinder date with somebody. And I said, okay, what? She goes, have I got a story for you? And this is my somebody I, I kind of work with. And I go, what happened? He's like, well... Do you know what he ordered? It's like rum and coke. And I was like, that's it. Just run. Run for the fucking hills. Done. Rum and coke people are dirtbag people. They're white trash. <laughs> they are. That's, I'm sorry, dude. That's a I'm big so, statement. I, dude, fuck you, dude. If you're <laughs> if you're over 22 and you order a rum and coke, you're a piece of shit, dude. 
Get your fucking life together and figure it out, dude. Sorry. If you order some plantation, Barbados, neat, G-move. Yeah. What a fucking G. By the way, I think it needs an ice cube. It needs a tiny, but it does and it doesn't. I, I think it see needs a little sides of the. I fence. think it needs a little breakup. I we poured this neat first, as we are wont to do here, because we're yes. fucking assholes. Tell me, what did you fucking I, taste, dude? On the nose, I was like, it's rum. There's banana. There's those things that you expect out of an. It, by the way, it's a five year age statement on this. So you're like, okay, you're gonna get spices. You're gonna get fruit. You're gonna get. You get bananas and mango. And, you're gonna, and, and and with rum, specifically, you're going to get that like kind of charred sugar. Yeah, it's burnt sugar cane, right? Yeah. It's old sugar cane. Yeah. That's what we're dealing with. And then it goes on the palate. Oh, bro. And literally, my first thought was, I'm having a bananas foster. Yeah. And if you haven't had a bananas oh foster, my. it is... Vanilla ice cream and bananas and cinnamon and sugar, brown sugar, and it's caramelized and it just is the most unctuous, beautiful, sweet. And that was like the flavor palette for me. And then the 80, because it's 80 proof, no burn. None. No nothing. None. Dude. It's like liquid dessert. Yes. Without. The it's not cloying though. It's not like candy bar though. It's just liquid dessert that you can sip. It's bananas, not just in the way it tastes, but literally, it's fucking crazy how really um, nuanced and pretty and soft this is. The more I've thought about it, like I'm, I'm sitting here imagining myself. Like grilling, literally grilling bananas, bananas. and pineapple, or firing and, them off, and then making I... creme brulee with like grilled fucking fruit. Yeah, and like because you get that little custardy, you get that toasted thing. But there's like, a brulee, oh, there's banana, dude. All those classic kind of prepared tableside dessert flavors to it, and then it's it's couched in alcohol, right? Yeah. So you get a tiny bit of burn on the back, but. Even for people that are like neophytes, like people that don't know alcohol, you could pour this straight into a glass and just say, sip it. And sip it. I guarantee. And there's no wincing. No. It's so easy, dude. So good. God damn, this is good rum. By the way, how would you prepare this in a cocktail? I would prepare it by telling you, shut the fuck up and pour it in a glass and drink it. Yeah. There's, don't do, don't mix this. Please. Yeah, don't mix it. If, I don't, you, if you felt the need, if you felt the need, don't do it. I would mix it with something like uh, a nutty orgeat, because that it's would bring lo- out something else. But it, um, with a, go- with like a touch of citrus, it's going to lose all of its age rum characteristics you. if you mix it. For the most part, this particular five year plantation Barbados rum, don't fucking mix don't it. Don't touch it. But if you're gonna mix it. Please don't put this in Coke. No. Jesus Christ. And don't ever. Also, it's $40 a bottle. So definitely don't put it in Coke. Nah, I mean, which is, you know. Which for t- me is a buy because this is a 40 bucks. Fuck you, dude. This is a beautiful Listen, spirit. If you have a friend of yours, they're over. This is one of my favorites, by the want, way. Oh, it's fucking. Like amazing. four years it's, of whiskey reel. This is one of my favorite four years. spirits. It's been like 27 years. Who, who knows? Who knows? Um. This is grown-up rum. 
that I think people that aren't grown-ups like don't understand their alcohol yet. Yeah. That have been like like new bartenders and things like that. This would be a really fun thing if you have anybody that you know that's like getting into bartending or yeah. whatever, or really appreciates fine alcohol on any level, whether it's scotch or whiskey. Yeah. Give them this. It is so nuanced and pretty and soft, and it's just it's it's truly made with soft hands, man. And it's so good. I it's cannot, elegant. It's elegant and beautiful, and, and yeah. If I remember, it's really so good. this was a part of a limited run that Plantation did, and they did a Barbados. I think they did a Jamaican. Or Dominican? A Dominican. Yeah. Yes. And it, it they were challenging runs. Honduran? Yeah. yeah. They I do think a there Honduran? was a Honduran. Yeah. There was three. There, there was there, three really, in that run. And they all taste different. And that's why I'm but saying... But I've never had this one. This might actually be the last bottle available of this, because so, it did. It, it came out for a if you, year. Bobby, what's what's the text? If you want to reach us via text, what's the number? Oh, 970-426-5344. Bobby may share. If you can get him in If time. you can find this... No, if you, Bobby's going to not drink the rest of this over the last four days. That's not true. Because I'm going to tell him not to. That's not true. He'll do other things. I'm not. You're um, not the boss of me. You stop it. Um, <laughs> Bobby's going to cork it at half the bottle. If you text him and want to meet up. And try it. And try it. Text him. If you're local. If you're and local you actually and you want literally want to try, try this, this, like one of our fans, and you want to try this, it's that good. It's worth the hour that you will take out of your day to try this rum because it's that good, guys. I couldn't be happier. Okay. Then text Bobby at that number. He will meet with you at a disclosed location. <laughs> okay. We... <laughs> at a Denny's. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Fair. Why not? Yeah. You can go moons over my hammy this with will... some plantation Barbados. Some buffalo strips. Let's yeah. go. Some work. Let's go. You guys, we have like 30 minutes left. We are going to talk a little media. Sorry, guys. We, are, we, we, eh, we went crazy. Eh, we're a little crazy. The rum makes you crazy, baby. As we are wont to do, we like to talk about movies. Yeah. We, Aaron came up with this kind of fucking amazing theme that I, I don't think I ever would have really come up with. Thanks, bud. And I think it's awesome. It's very timely. It's a very timely and also kind of nichey fucking area Kinda. of movie history, right? Yeah. It's it's a weird niche. Um, considering the current banking crisis we've had, uh, Silicon Valley Bank going down, um, uh, First National, I believe it's called, that yeah. is really Wells Fargo. Wells Fargo's going to. Getting shitted on uh, that we will obviously bail out because that's what we do. Uh, too big to fail. Um, we are in this weird thing. Right now, financially, economically, with banks. It's, they hold all of our money, they make money off of our money, but if we all decided to pull out all of our money at the same time, they would have to default. Um, Even though there's FDIC, although there's insurance for the banks, ultimately, that's it, that's all it is. I know it sounds highfalutin and complicated, but we give banks our money to keep it safe. They take that money and invest our money in other things, including stocks and properties. But if we want to pull all of our money out, we they are legally obliged to give us all of our money at any given point. 
That's the deal. That's the point. Right? And meanwhile, we don't have to keep it under our mattress. We don't have to have stacks in a fucking safe. That was the original agreement. Now, you got to imagine in the late 1800s, 1900s, there was like bank robberies and people like fucking... It was crazy, right? Think about it. Now it's all digital. Now we all... Yeah, do you need a bank? That's where crypto came in. That's a whole fucking quagmire of fucking okay, okay. wonkiness. <laughs> Let's talk about movies. But, but <laughs> the thing that makes banking and corporate movies so special is because there's always been this like um almost like CIA sort of like very What's well, a peak? It's a peak into Yeah, but it's a shadow realm. Like what we're not yeah, seeing. Yeah, but we're not in that realm of we're not banking in, and that's corporate espionage. And the first one I remember of banking movies well, that was like cr- like was like effective and I was like, dude, and it and, and, and it set the tone of a generation was Wall Street. Well, 100% Wall Street, and I know there was movies in the fifties and sixties, Citizen Kane, and there was a lot of movies. Yeah, that Citizen Kane dealt with it, like corporatizing. Of course, and, and, and I understand that. But dude, eighty-seven, Oliver Stone, Wall, Wall Street. Street, greed is good. Obviously, Michael Douglas and his unreal performance in that fucking movie. You're forgetting Chucky Sheen, dude. And then, I'm not forgetting Chucky Sheen. <laughs> I just don't think he was the best part it of that was movie. not. <laughs> <laughs> but, but that taught us, as 80s kids, that greed is good. And so and, we had a we had a movie that was actually mirroring the culture at the time, which was late Reagan-era politics, but also kind of giving you a peek into like, eh, maybe maybe this isn't... Good Maybe this you. isn't the best fucking thing in right. the world. You know what I mean? And what that, was that? And that was a big eye-opening moment, I think, for a lot of people in America. Was like, well, maybe making money and pillaging isn't necessarily good for our society. Yeah. And for the people that are involved in it. What was that? It was a very personalized Wall Street. Oh. I, I thought... So, aping off of Wall Street was a weird film with Michael J. Fox called Big Lights, Big City. Oh, yeah. Where it's a small-town boy who gets into New York, dates a model, starts getting on coke, is doing really well. And it was just... It was an indictment on the meat grinder of what this is, on being on the stock market. Sure. And and, and what that turns you into. Monty Python made... One of their most famous yeah. bits was the corporate raiders. The corporate raiders, yeah. and and it's the opening sequence of meaning of, of life. Meaning of life, yeah. And they were literally taking boats down the corporations, and they yep. all made their ties into fucking headbands. Yep. And it, it's amazing. It's a it's a it's a horrible um, indictment on what corporate life is, and that's then filtered down to American life. That's who we are. Even in a small town in Durango, we have corporations that act like greed is good, like that. And we are seeing the inevitable punishment that is happening upon the people that work for them yeah. and, and, and everything else. Yeah. So after Wall Street and Bright Lights, there came a movie from David Mamet that I think Woo! is really, really fucking important. It's not a Wall Street movie. It's about selling. It's, it's about, about corporations. Greed. It's about it's greed. About, it's yes. about um, it's about class. Yeah, and that's it's obviously Glengarry. Glengarry Glen Ross, which is one of the seminal like 
like fly on the wall looks at like what it is to be in a room. Like you're in the room with these guys. You're in a boiler room. You're in yeah, and we'll we'll talk about that too. No, but, but that's, <laughs> but that's, what that's it is. literally what room. it is. Um, and, it, it, yeah, obviously that movie's made very very famous by Alec Baldwin's um, "Coffees for Closers." Big huge speech. "Coffees for Closers." First prize is a Cadillac. Yep. Second prize, set of knives. Third prize, you're fired. You're fired. You know what I mean? Yeah. That kind of concept. And then in Boiler Room, <clears throat> yeah. which came out, god damn, what, like um, 2000? 2000? Yeah. It was earlier than that. Yeah. Oh. Um, ben that Affleck got, almost tries to recreate that discovered feeling. Discovered that Mammoth-esque um, Glengarry feel. But with it, it was Vin doing Diesel's like... only good roles. Yeah. And uh, uh, fucking, what's his name? Vin Diesel, obviously. Um, but G, uh, um, Giovanni Ribisi, Ribisi was great in it. So fucking good in he's that movie. He's my doppelganger. So good in that yeah, movie. He's my doppelganger. You're better looking than fucking Giovanni Ribisi. Not, dude. We used to be. I used to get into clubs. That's in crazy. LA. Yeah, because you're a better looking guy than. Oh, Ribisi. thanks, buddy. Yeah, hundred percent. Um, I'm gonna play 100%. this. I'm gonna play this for Rex. He's a better. You actor. listening to this, Rex? He's a better. He's actor. so much better than he's me. He's a better actor. <laughs> <laughs> he's so much more talented than I am. Um, but then we got into let's go, let's go left, let's go left, let's go left. Let's talk about the absurdity of what that '80s. Because listen, Bobby now grew up. Where listen, greed is good, man. You get ahead. And nobody would ever fault you for fucking somebody to get ahead. We didn't have consequences growing up. And before you get into this movie, what? which I think I know you're okay. getting into. What? We got to talk about the culture behind what was going on. Because this movie that I think you're about to allude to. Is what? It, it incorporates the drug culture that went along with Wall Street. Always. So fucking well. Always. And like you got to go, go, go. It illuminated it. I'm thinking that you're talking about Wolf of Wall Street. I'm not. No. But let's 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 go. All right. Let's traverse. Ooh. Because back in the 80s and 90s, it was cocaine, and now in the 2000s, it's Adderall. Adderall. And or microdosing. Yes. And um, now, if you're a tech giant and you're not microdosing, you're not cool. But but. In the 80s and 90s, it was a cocaine-fueled, alcohol-fueled uh, rat race of throat slitting and stepping on shoulders. I remember growing up where um, it, you didn't have to explain what you were doing. You were simply getting ahead. And if that meant you had to do something that you didn't want to do, if that meant you had to be... Um, sneaking in somewhere to do something. And I did this for my companies. Like, I'm, I'm full disclosure. I went, I snuck onto industry lots. I talked to people. I was grimy, bro. Like, but that was encouraged. You were celebrated for being a fucking piece of shit. Like, I'm not going to fucking, yeah. I'm not going to mince words. You were a sh- fucking piece of shit. You were on our team. If you're willing to take risks and hurt people, you were on our team. Sure. Commit fraud, uh, fucking overstep contractual boundaries, you were on our team. So what movie are we talking about? American Psycho. Oh, wow. So suck my dick, Patrick Bateman. That's awesome. 
Um, I wanna... mean, you definitely could have gone along with me on I Wolf know. of Wall Street. I did, though. Just but this is me. that. No, it's fine. Wolf of fine. Wall Street's later. <laughs> Wolf of Wall Street's later, though. I know. I know. American Psycho is eighty. That is a really fascinating character study. In because that being is being in that culture. That is the that is the um, archetype. Yep. Of the perfect businessman. It is. Right? And that's not the my, book. That's what's so funny about it. The book wasn't like that. I know, like that. I know. But the cards are the best. My suit is the best. Oh, and I can't, place I can't is think the of best. her name that, that directed American Psycho. But uh, Either can I. She fucking killed that character. She killed that role. And she made it so much more and so much better than the fucking novel ever could. Because the novel exalted in the misogyny and the right. fucking... Which is there. Just like the grossness of it. What she created was, like you say, the archetype of the American... Of the American dream. Yeah. This is the businessman of America. Yeah. Look and, at me. And... I'm 3% body fat. I have the perfect business card. What's up? My suit fits. Let's go. Yeah. And I can kill you in my living room and get yeah. away with it. Yep. I can I can be naked with a chainsaw in a fucking hallway and yeah. get away with so it. So fucking amazing. But the, 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 the psychosis of what... The '80s turned us into. Yeah, I'm saying me and you, we got caught up. Of course, we of, did. We lost it. We lost humanity. We lost everything. Like we were so told to be these people. It's not even just that, Aaron. It's you don't think it's it. it no, it. It was so attractive. It was so. They made it attractive, dog. You know what I mean? Like, but it, it was looked, the carrot. God, it was the carrot. It looked all the time. so good. Why wouldn't I want to be? Why wouldn't I want to do blow and make millions and fuck beautiful women? So I, I could fuck models, drive a Lambo, and, and just do blow. And, and oh, okay. there's no consequences. What a horrible life but, that and, would but be. But they didn't tell you. American Psycho does, though. Your soul is gone. Yeah. They didn't, they didn't, you don't wake up one day on a Wednesday and go, I have nothing. I'm nobody. I'm nothing. But to be, to give Scorsese some, some credit yeah. and we could talk about Wolf of Wall Street. Yeah. That's what that movie actually did. That's what it did. I mean, they had fun. It gives you the first week. hour of totally. like, oh my God, this, this is, fucking, I want to be with these guys. Oh, I right? want, um, I want to be I wanna hang these with guys. These I want to hang with these boys. Right. Until you see fucking DiCaprio crawling around on Quaaludes. Yeah, and you but watch it was, the fucking repercussions. It was before that. It was when they degraded the people they were working with. Oh. It was when they burned the people they gross. were working with. Gross. Like, so gross. I, I say this with Rex all the time. And she's a beautiful, talented woman who just got a new job. Big up, Rex. Um, we would be in a better spot in our lives if we were willing to take that jump. I was never willing to take the jump to hurt people. No. I tried. I did a little bit in yeah. my early, early days, like early 20s. But I, I am not that guy, man. I am no. not the shark out well, to undercut you for this. I'm not built like that. And I used to think I was a fucking pussy for it but i actually big ups to fucking mama brandis like she gave me so, some sort of sense of reality and and with your permission because you're kind of directing this conversation but i i want to talk about because there is there's a new thread of this in our 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 zeitgeist right okay. now in like pop 
pop culture. It's not necessarily movies. I can't think of a movie that's okay. been made very okay. recently right. that kind of. But there are TV shows like, and I mean, this is the obvious one. Succession is such a fucking embrace of it's an that indictment, right? culture. It is an indictment, but let's not pretend like it does not also endorse yeah. this idea of being fucking. I'm. Ruthless. I'm king shit. Ruthless. Of, I'm king shit of fuck mountain. It's ruthless. And here's my shitty kids. And here, you know what I mean? Like, <sighs> it, it is a huge example of this culture that's still, all this time later. I just think when our generation is gone, I do. When our generation is gone, I think we are the last ripples in the pond of that. I think my daughter's generation is so much smarter about how they choose to view the future. Yeah. And we are so fucked up and clogged up by the ways that we've been taught and who we are. Sure. God bless us when we're gone. Because I think they got it. Because we're fucking idiots. I hope so. Because I still want a Lambo on a beach. I yeah, you know, I'm I'm a I'm a child yeah. in my mind. Yeah, I still want fucking. I still think I can sip fucking my ties on a beach with my toes in the sand and not have anybody fuck with me. I still think that's a possibility. No, I mean, guys Do you of know what our I'm saying, though? guys of our generation, we still have that image of like, man, I could be on a boat. Let's go smoking a cigar. What's up? Smashing a Cuban and some. Super baddie, model, super baddie, blowing but, me. But that's not reality. No, that's not. But reality. in our head, in our <laughs> stupid fucking head. No, but I I appreciate those '80s movies. Oh, I have one. I have one. I may have the coup d'état. Bring it. I want it. <clears throat> I'm gonna mention an actor nobody wants to talk about. Oh, Ke- Kevin Spacey. One of his oh. best roles. Oh, Swimming yeah. with, with sharks. Swimming with sharks, with Frank Whaley. With Frank Whaley, dude. As the um, as the underling. Yeah, kind of in that Charlie Sheen yes. kind of role. But Spacey was so dude. much more ridiculously stupid. I bet a lot of people have not seen that movie. Go watch Swimming with Sharks if you want an idea of what like that. Genre <laughs> you are all was. over the place. Sorry. <laughs> I just got my headphones cut off. No, I know. It's fine. But I no, I'm getting a little, you know, misty-eyed thinking about, like, we got taught wrong. Dude, that is a... That's a nice pull. We got taught wrong, bro. We did. Our parents taught us wrong. They fucked up the financial system, and then they told us to just get as much money as possible. Well... Regardless of consequences. Yeah. That was um, it. I mean, and, and a lot of that like lives with me like i still look i know at, me too like i'm starting a sports thing i'm gonna do a sports radio I, show. i don't know what that means so uh i'm gonna start a. am <laughs> gonna, gonna start talk a sports thing i'm talking i'm gonna talk about sports good on the internet hell right? yeah okay so, there's nobody doing that right now you but, should do that no i know but i just want to do it because i want to do it and yes! but, I, but i want to talk about the fact that like i I want motherfuckers to make all the money they can. This is a this is a hangover effect from my upbringing in the eighties. Okay, okay. is like I'm like I'm pissed off that Patrick Mahomes is only making five hundred million dollars 
off of his fucking cunt. You yeah, know what I mean? This is I'm a furious. small audience. I'm furious about small it. Small audience. But no, but I do want to talk about that kind of stuff. Like, no, I'm I like, get it. I'm like, I get it. I'm like, culturally, what is happening? What are like, we doing? What is happening? And there is definitely still a get yours it's gladiator kind of vibe, shit. It's gladiator shit, Get out there bro. and get yours. It's always been that. Now listen, for the for other cultures that have not had the benefit of having things their entire existence, it's hard to tell a young black man not to go get yours because they're third generation of not getting theirs. Yeah. So it's funny because people are like, why are you so concerned about this? Why, are you so... man? <laughs> if you were put in a position where you can pay generational wealth to your family, yeah, wh- who are you talking to right now? Because you're trying to talk like somebody like that knows something. I'm talking about keeping care of my family for fucking sixty years. What are you talking about? I mean, honestly, you know what I'm you're, saying. You're, like, you're talking about. Like, this is my family's money forever. Forever, potentially, unless you're Mahomes' brother. You know, yeah, well, well we didn't talk that poor that. kid. That poor kid. He just fucked got, up. He, got he ro- fucked up. He got roped. <laughs> yeah, he fucked up. But do you think he has the best <laughs> defense attorneys in the world? Probably. Yeah, he'll be all right, is what I'm saying. But what I'm saying is... I, that I, goes I, back I, to the corporate greed shit. I equate watching these movies growing up and growing up in the yeah, Reagan man. society, it turns whatever. You into something. When I'm looking at like Lamar Jackson, I'm like, motherfucker, you should have had an agent two years ago. And I don't care what contract you just got. I know. I don't care. Like what I'm pissed off about in his. You're stead, still talking about this. You know what I mean? Why are you still like, talking about this? Is like, why haven't you been making money for two years? Josh man... Allen's been making money for two Listen. years. He let came that, out same year, motherfucker. Let that big corn-fed <laughs> white boy do what he does. I, you know what I'm saying though. I have what I'm that. Say, I know, but you, you, I was. I'm saying it because we are talking about the films that cultivated our consciousness. This is how we approach life. This is and how money. we approach life. And when I see a kid like Lamar, who is, you, by all have... accounts, a fucking peach. Yeah, of a human being. Literally nothing that would tell you otherwise. And I'm. Furious that he. It doesn't matter. He'll be for, fine. He'll I know. be fine, dude. I know. I Why know. You, you're so worked up about. Not, you're. You're like. I'm not worked not up about nothing. It's not nuts and bolts. It's berries and acorns. I'm just saying, legacy wise, he's never gonna catch fucking Josh Allen because Josh don't have Allen no, got smart he, first. He don't have no babies. Josh Allen got smart <laughs> first. Josh Allen got babies. He don't have no babies. <laughs> <laughs> Lamar doesn't have babies. Not that you know of. I don't know. I don't know yeah, Lamar's... Yeah, you don't! I don't know Lamar's That's home life. That's what I'm saying, motherfucker. I don't know his home life. I love you, Bobby. By the way, tune in to Off the Ball with I love Bobby you. Noise. Off the on Ball, Radio. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's literally what I'm going to call it. It's called Off, off the, the Ball. Off the Ball? Off the Ball. Okay. It's kind of a playoff, keep your eye off the ball. Keep your eye on the ball. No, no, no. But that's what I'm saying. Keep off your the eye ball. Off the Ball. Oh! Uh, Bobby's releasing some new content right now. I didn't know about. So no, I didn't. I didn't think Listen I was going to talk off about the this ball. either. Um, but ten years ago, I read. A, <laughs> I read a book called "Keep Your Eye Off the Ball," and that's how I learned how to watch football by is, not looking at the ball. By not looking at the ball. Yeah. So you're looking at the lineman when you're looking. Yes. At, yeah, yeah, yeah. I get so it. I, I get was it. just thinking it'd be kind of cute and funny if I just call it "Off the Ball." <laughs> With Bobby Noyes. That's so cute. Dude. I, it love, is cute. I love you so By much. By the way, as the season so approaches, you're coming on. Fucking you're, We're right. going to talk Saints 
fucking football with you. Eh, somebody no. should. It's gonna be great. Somebody should. Um, you guys. Somebody should the lack talk about the lack of dolphin uh, picks. Anyways, if you guys wanna <laughs> talk about finance movies. Um, if you have a, is first of all, before I do the, yeah. another call to sure. action, is there anything we're missing? Um, no, I, I, mean, I would like to talk is. about like, there is, there is, cause there's been some modern ones that covered the 2008 financial big collapse. Short, big, big short, big short is big short being the big one. If you ever want to know what happened to us, I mean, especially you youngos, if there's anybody under 30 that wants to know that's listening, like literally break down. I know it's a theatrical version of it, but it's really concise and kind of really well done. It's incredibly it's the big well short. Done. And if you haven't watched it my age, then fuck you. You should have watched it and already. I think it's by the director of Austin Powers, which is the strangest thing ever. <laughs> it's so fucking but, weird. But Bale is bailing. Yeah. Like Bale's doing Bale shit. But it's it's a really really concise. It's not hyper accurate to everything going on but it kind of is dude. and it, and it actually still it. applies to some stuff they that's kinda, happening today and, and we're going to see this again my dudes and my dudettes i love you all really really we're soon. going to see another one and i uh, get your money tight it's get your money tight that's all I'm saying. Get your money tight. Don't have too much money out there right now. Don't Shit's buy gonna a house right now. Bang right now, bro. <laughs> like, give it. I said 25 is when I will feel comfortable intermixing within the fucking economic realm. I'm gonna keep all my money off to the side. I'll let you all play your games. Your big corporate, you know, like hair plug white boy games and shit. I but I'm done, bro. I'll see you in 25 when it comes to investments. Honestly, I'm buying. Suck a dick. I'm gonna buy property in Costa Rica. I don't. I mean, if you can get it, yeah. you're late on the train, dog. No, I know. Shit is expensive. I've been looking. Down. It's not that bad. I'm going Honduras. It's not like fucking. You're fucking up going to Costa Rica. You try not bad. to get a passport. You gotta go Honduras. By the way, I've been to it. I've been to Honduras, dude. You want to go Panama? <laughs> oh, do you want to go Mafoco? Do Panama. Do you want to go asuboco? Do. Do you want arroz con pollo? Hundred <laughs> percent, baby. <laughs> Let's go. Dude, Panama's great. Let's. Panama's fucking hitter, dude. Hitter. Hitter. All right, Spot. we're gonna meet you all in Central America for the next episode. And I think that's actually our fucking <laughs> pearls of wisdom. For the week. <laughs> <laughs> we have we have fucking run. This shit. We have run the jewels. <laughs>